0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Inner Athlete. This is episode number 62, and I feel like I'm kind of dusting off the cobwebs today because I honestly was doing really good about recording one episode a a week, every single week, and then somewhere around, I guess, October to now, that just kind of hasn't happened. And I'm going to say I'm very blessed because that's because my business has been growing. I've been able to impact more lives. We've got a lot of things coming up in the new year that we're really excited about. I'm going to talk to you guys about a couple of those things today, uh, including our Fit Body Basics course that we're going to be doing, and a new group program that we're going to be starting for men only, Uh, a couple of other things. But in reality, I'm recording this episode the week of Christmas. It is Sunday the 19th. We're looking at Christmas Eve and Christmas, uh, Christmas Day coming up this Friday and Saturday, followed by next year being New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, two of the biggest holiday weekends of the entire year. And I also know it's a time when a lot of people are either reflecting on 2021 or the previous year and looking at the next year uh, and whether they're thinking, I don't do New Year's resolutions or, hey, I really want to try something different next year. But this is a great time for you guys to really get a little bit more direction on how to do that and actually allow it to impact your life in a positive way and not constantly be something that you feel guilty or or feel like you failed that over and over and over again. And so the topic today is really going to be for those of you guys out there that have struggled with or are constantly trying to find something that's going to stick to help you to lose weight and more importantly it's it's the maintaining part of it that's really the hard thing and it's it's not even maintaining the weight loss it's actually maintaining the program long enough to let the weight loss happen or the fat loss happen. It's really 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 easy to start something because we're motivated. We're fired up. Everything feels good. It feels new. Uh, it doesn't feel boring. We're kind of excited. Uh, and, and that will, is going to eventually go away. Those feelings don't stay forever. And so it's really important that we find something that we can keep invigorating that fire or, or igniting that fire in us to keep us going long-term. So if you want to lean out, you want to lose body fat, you want to look better. You want to feel better. You want to move better. Um, this is going to be the episode for you guys. It's going to hopefully help you guys figure out how to get started the right way. And and whether you are going into the new year ready to start something, or maybe it's just a thought in your head and you kind of want to hear a little bit more about the things that maybe haven't worked for you in the past, which might be why you're tainted and don't want to start something new that maybe I'm going to offer you guys some insight today that's going to help you a little bit because that's all I want to do. That's what the purpose of this podcast is. Um, I do this solely because I share I like to share information with you guys. I want to know that my episodes or my talking has helped you in some way. So if it does, please make sure that you leave me a review, shoot me a DM, send me an email, reach out to me. Let me know that you're listening. Let me know that you got some value out of this. So without further ado, let's talk a little bit about setting yourself up for success with getting leaner, getting fitter, feeling better. And I think it all starts with this number one thought that weight loss is a diet and exercise game. We all know, I think at this point that if you listen to me, you obviously are in the same belief spectrum that diet and exercise are important and necessary for weight loss and fat loss and that dietary protocols that restrict things are also not the right method and that all of those things are going to work if you can actually stick to them long enough. So yes, Weight loss does come down to a calorie equation. Uh, building muscle comes down to a training equation. And obviously losing body fat comes down to watching our amount of calories coming in and the amount of movement we do. We, we all know that that's really what it is. Science says that's what works. There are a lot of different tactics you can, you can use to create that calorie deficit, to create that muscle building phase, whatever it might be. But it really comes down to that simple equation. But diet and exercise alone are not the problem. And this one component is the one piece that people often miss. And it's why they constantly keep going through this battle in their head of what have I committed to, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to stop. I'm going to restart again. And it's the mental component of it. Guys, diet and exercise does not create results. Sticking to it creates the results. And so what, why is it that you can have five people all start the exact same diet and one person's going to be successful and the other four are not. Has nothing to do with the dietary protocol, everything to do with that person's mindset. And the mindset isn't just, well, that person's more disciplined, more committed, uh, that works for that person's lifestyle, that person can work out six to seven days a week, whatever it is. It all comes down to that person being able to take the emotion out of things and look at the logic. And so... It really is the hardest part about everything that we do when it comes to changing our body composition because you know maybe you've said this before I know what I got to do I just got to do it. We've all said that. We've all we've all felt that we've all done that. And why is that so hard for us? And it all comes down to the mental component of it. So there are a couple of problems here is one of the main problems I see is that When most people are motivated, so they are in that motivation high. Maybe they're coming off of a period of like, obviously the holidays where maybe there's been a lot of overindulgence, and they're like, "Oh, I feel so disgusting right now." There's a lot of motivation because in that moment they don't like how they feel, they don't like how they how they look, and this is even common on a weekly basis. You'll have that person who they they might be really motivated on Monday because they're coming off of feeling icky over the weekend. And then they can be consistent for a couple of days, maybe even a couple of weeks, but then that icky feeling goes away, which means the motivation dwindles. And then they're back to that cycle again. So the problem really is, is that one of the problems I should say is that we're looking for that motivation factor. We're looking for that place of pain or that that goal that we're looking to achieve to always keep us going. And the, the most effective programs are the ones that once you start, they no longer have this nuance, excitement to them that they become almost automatic, and and that's typically when people lose motivation because they're not getting that dopamine hit, that excitement factor every single day. And then the second something starts to work is the second they abandon ship, looking for something to make them feel excited again, which might be hey this food looks really, really good. I haven't had French fries and chicken fingers in a long time or whatever it might be. Suddenly what they're doing is, is so automatic, automatic and monotonous that they're like, I need something different. I don't want to live this anymore. And I get this all this time, all the time, you know, the, the yo-yo dieters are the ones that maybe will kind of come on board for maybe a couple of months or, you know, whatever. And then they decide to like, eh, I just want to get back to just doing whatever I want to do. It's no longer new to them. They, they feel a little bit better but guess what? In a couple of months, that feeling is going to come back that they had originally, and they're going to want to go back into that cycle again. So so I think the one piece that I'm going to start with is from the mental aspect, you have to tell yourself that this should not feel exciting every day. It's doing the boring work. And I've said this before, but it's really, it's not about it being exciting. The excitement comes as you maybe, I don't know, here's a, here's a great analogy. Let's say you are an athlete and maybe you like to snatch, okay? Or you like to back squat, whatever it is. You decide that you're like, man, this is going to be the year that I squat 300 pounds. You're not going into the gym every day excited to squat 300 pounds. You're going into the gym every day with the goal of squatting 300 pounds by the end of the year. But that means that during the process, it's going to be kind of boring you're going to be working on percentages. Maybe you're doing a lot of accessory work. I'll, you're not like excited every day about that 300 pound goal, but you actually like how you feel when you squat. Like there's a reason why that's a goal for you. You like you like the way it feels. You probably like how strong you feel. You feel confident. And if you're constantly measuring every single day, like, am I squatting 300 pounds a day? You're never going to reach that if, if you're not excited about the work every single day. So where was I going with this? is basically that these people that measure, you know, their goals as the measure of progress is every single day am i losing weight? am i losing weight? am i losing weight? they're never going to get there. So you have to you have to understand that the commitment factor comes in the trust that the process you're on and the journey you're on is going to create that result. So this is where I was going with that as I kind of took a tangent is that person that's back squatting every single day, they're doing the boring work. They're not measuring it every single day. Like, how is this going to get me to 300 pounds? They're just doing it. They're just showing up to the gym. They're doing the work. And and guess what? Test day comes. And, And maybe it's like a month before test week or test week. And they're like, I am feeling so good. In fact, I think I'm gonna actually hit 305. Maybe they hit 295 for a double and it felt easy. And they're like, I'm so excited to test. Test day comes, they show up. They had their lifters on, they got their knee sleeves on, they had a good breakfast and they squat that 300 pounds and suddenly the work that they put in every fucking day this past year is all worth it because they can step up there and they can say, I squatted 300 pounds today. And guys, it's the same thing with weight loss. It should not be exciting every day. Why is it so exciting at the end of that journey though? Why is it so exciting when you actually... Take your final progress photos and you compare from day one to day, I don't know, 366, how different you change. Because you're like, God, I look so different. I feel so different. I'm just so happy. That feeling is going to be there. And it's like, and then you get to live in that. It's no longer this battle anymore. You're like, I did that. And you're like, what's next for me? And it's not continuing to lose weight. Maybe it's now, man, I'm going to sign up for a competition. Maybe you want to get into a sport. Maybe you want to get into, I don't know, bit bodybuilding, whatever it might be. Maybe you don't want to do it. Maybe you just want to be able to go to the beach and and be like, I can take my shirt off and feel freaking amazing today. That's going to drive you to keep doing it. So the first mental component is really giving yourself the, uh, allowing yourself to allow your nutrition to become boring to let it to become so basic and and not exciting every day and just doing the freaking work. And that's also going to give you like less pressure because guess what? Like it's not this strict diet that you're on. It's something that you're going to be doing for a long time. So there's going to be breaks built in. There should be. Um, we can talk, I can go on a whole tangent about that. Another problem with the mental aspect of weight loss and fat loss and all these things is that nobody wants to think, okay? Nobody wants to think about food. So they want to look for like the simplest solution ever, which in my eyes typically looks like what is the most extreme thing. So think about it like why does ketogenic and low carb diets work? It's simple. Just don't eat carbs. And then you're looking at a label and if it has carbs in it, you don't eat it. However, the problem with that is carbohydrates make food taste pretty freaking amazing. People don't crave carbs. They taste combination foods. And, and if you're lacking that component, you're likely going to crave it. And yes, there is a lot of things that will change in your what you crave when you stop eating something. Uh, you know, you just won't remember what it tastes like over time, but at some point, you're gonna have that food, and I find that a lot of times what happens when people go on a specific diet that limits a food group is that when they do have it that one time, uh, they end up overeating it because it's like, oh my god, this food tastes amazing. I haven't had it in so long, and then they end up on this. It only happens once. The first time is, oh man, I really overdid it last night. I cannot have that food again, and then something else comes up in a couple of months and. It's the same thing. And suddenly something that was happening maybe once every couple of months starts having once every week or every two weeks, or maybe it's happening more frequently. That's when the problem comes. So people are looking for an easy solution. And easy usually means very restrictive. You know, why do people that meal prep meal prep the same thing every day? Because it's easy, they don't have to think. However, if you're somebody that doesn't like eating the same thing every day, that's going to be very hard for you to stick to. So they look for the easiest solution because that makes it simple. However, simple, I'm sorry, easy, isn't always going to be effective. It's designing a plan that is simple and sustainable. And so that's kind of what we like to teach you guys at Fit Body Rx is that, Simple doesn't mean eating chicken and broccoli every day. You might eat chicken three or four times throughout the week, but does chicken have to really just be chicken? Can it be buffalo chicken in a wrap? Can it be chicken stir fry? Um, maybe you're not doing chicken. Maybe you're doing, I don't know, shrimp stir fry. Like, can we learn how to make things more, stay simple, but still variety or, or, or add variety to our diet? You know, if you eat the same, you know, dinner every single night for the next six weeks, are you really going to be happy? Because with Fit Body RX, all foods are allowed, and with any nutrition program, all foods should be allowed. You have to ask yourself a couple of questions that I'm going to go into when we go into that, but that's going to help you feel like it's more sustainable. And so, you know, another mental component of that is that looking for that easy solution. Another problem that I find is that obviously in common day world, we are all very, very busy and it goes into why they don't want to think, uh, you know, they just, people are literally working 40 to 60 hours a week at their full-time job. Maybe they have a side hustle. Maybe they've got kids and animals. Maybe they've got social stuff, all these different things going on, which is why they don't want to take the time. They don't want to take the time to think about food. But what will happen is they might have maybe maybe they actually get the uh, I don't know a little bit of time and they're scrolling through social media and they see something pop up and they're like oh and they look at themselves in the mirror they're like yeah you know what I need to go ahead and get on my nutrition game so they call somebody up and they sign up for nutrition coaching or they you know download an app whatever it might be that they decide to do and then they stick to it for like two weeks while things are a little bit calmer and then boom chaos hits like kids are back in school and they're having to you know, run around chasing the kids to practice and this and that. Maybe they have a work project coming up and they're working too many hours. Maybe they have a kid, whatever it is. They, they just all of a sudden, they're too busy. And they think that the right thing to do, because the human brain is always trying to obviously troubleshoot problems. And so they think is, I need to stop doing that because I don't have time for it. I'm I'm just too stressed. My nutrition needs to go out the window because I have to focus on these things. When in reality, it doesn't matter if you're busy or you're not busy. Everybody's going to eat. You're going to eat every single day. You're going to have to make a choice to eat something every single day. So whether you're busy or not, the food comes in. What that ends up becoming is the the simple or I'm sorry the easy solution that they chose is no longer satisfying and they're too busy it's going to be a lot easier to grab convenience food rather than recognizing hey i need to find a solution to being busy and managing my nutrition because that is the person that is going to be able to maintain the weight loss or the fat loss they've created during a time when they did have more time on their hands So mental problem number three is that people are entirely too busy and they think that the solution is to wait until they're not busy. And that's not the solution. By the way, I'm recording this episode on the week of Christmas. Do you think it didn't go through my head is that these people are going to be thinking that I'm crazy talking about weight loss the week of Christmas? Absolutely. But this is why I'm doing that. Because it doesn't matter if it's the week of Christmas, the week of an anniversary, Valentine's Day, spring break. There's always going to be something that pops up and that these things should be part of the plan, not a break from the plan. Well, they actually kind of are a break for maybe fat loss, but they're part of it. They're, this is all part of the journey. There's no there's no reason why our life has to stop in order for us to lose weight. It should go hand in hand. You have kids at the same time that you're working a job, Right. You don't wait until you don't have a job to have kids. Some people do, but most people don't. Most people, what happens, you know, there's a lot of things that happen in, at the same time. And that is what fat loss should feel like. Fat loss should feel like part of it. By the way, going back to problem number one is the easy solution. The person that starts and stops again is that they're always in that beginner phase. And that part is a little bit more time consuming when you're first learning something, it takes a little bit more time. And that is problem number four, is that people are always looking for something that requires very little time. And they think that, I'm sorry, I should take a side back. They don't take the time to learn in the beginning the things that they need to be doing. And they just jump in and they don't plan and they don't take the time to figure out all of these mental components. And that's kind of the overarching theme today is that you have to take a little bit of time in the beginning to kind of reflect on things, which is what I'm going to go into in the next piece of this. So if you guys are wanting to get lean in 2022, and actually if you want to start today, whatever it might look like uh, in your planning is there are a couple of things that I want you guys to get out of today's episode to kind of help you be more effective Going into this next journey is number one, you have to give yourself a timeline, not a timeline for I want to be. It is kind of nice to be like, I want to be X pounds by this date, or I want to achieve this by this date. I want that to be like an overarching goal, just like the back squat goal, but you're going to be measuring progress along the way. So you do want to have kind of a timeline lined up for yourself because that allows you to also when you are having those moments of, all right, I'm feeling a little bit distracted. I kind of want to take a break. You kind of know that there's a break coming. And so even if it is a timeline of like, Hey, this is going to be my first check mark and then my next check mark. And then my next check mark, you don't, I don't want you to overthink that, but just know that you have somewhat a general timeline of where you want to go. Now, step number two is going to be assessment. Okay. So if you have not already done a metabolic assessment with me, and you would like one, please make sure you fill out the um, application. It is in the show notes. Um, We will go ahead and send over a full metabolic assessment for you. Uh, This is I call it a metabolic assessment, but it's also a lifestyle assessment. Hey, these are the things that probably should be changing um, to make you obviously be able to maintain this long-term because like I said, that is the goal. Goal is not weight loss. It is actually maintaining a lower body weight. So number two is we have to ask ourselves, what is causing us To gain weight, or what is causing us to feel shitty every day? What is causing us not to like how I look in the mirror? You know, and and this goes into two pieces. One, it's your why. So, what is the overarching reason why you want to lose weight? And I'm not just saying because I don't like how I look in the mirror. There's a reason why what you look in the mirror matters to you. Is it a significant other that you feel like you're not good enough for? Is it not having a significant significant other and you want to be able to find one? Is it, you know, the way you feel at work? Um, Is it something else internally? Is it beliefs you have about yourself, you know, from years and years and years of, you know, just never feeling confident, whatever it might be, what is your overall reach of arching, reaching why, reason why you want to lose weight? Because if it is just vanity in the aspect of like, hey, I see myself in the mirror and I don't like it, you're never going to stick something long enough. There has to be something greater that comes out of that because we only look at ourselves Every, you know what I mean, I honestly, I'm gonna be honest, I probably look at myself in the mirror like once or twice a day. But for most for the most part, you know, we don't sit there in front of the mirror in reflection, you know. Uh maybe if we did, we'd be a little bit more invested in our why with that being the, mo- the main goal because we'd honestly be seeing ourselves all the time. But in reality, it's not, it's deeper, you know. And for some people it's serious. Some people it's like, hey, if I don't lose this weight, I'm going to be sick. I'm not going to be able to be alive long enough to, to chase my kids around, or I don't have the flexibility in my legs. I have joint pain, whatever it is, there, there has to be a why. So that's part. Number one is, is identifying, you know, kind of like the beginning. Oh, I don't want to say the beginning, but like your why, but part two is assessing why weight loss is why What I'm sorry. Well, I'm getting a little bit tongue tied right now. Can you tell? And I'm not stopping and re-recording this because I'm already freaking 23 minutes in y'all are going to have to deal with my tongue tied self. Okay. So number one is your why. Number two, part of this is assessment is the, is the problem. So what is really causing the weight gain? So is it, you don't exercise at all. There's no training aspect of it, but you eat really well. Um, is it, you just don't know how much you should be eating for your body? Is it you know stress related stuff? Do you have a like a lot of emotional eating habits? Are you a a snacker or a grazer? There are a bunch of different you know things that we want to look at in terms of lifestyle assessment to determine what is causing the weight gain. So I'm sorry, this was part two, but there was two parts of part two. So let me just kind of stop because I almost got myself all messed up. So number one was the goal. Number two is assessing and figuring out the problems and also your why. And then number three is you have to ask yourself, this is the mental component, are you a moderator or an abstainer? So what I mean by that is, and this is going to come down to if you think you have emotional attachments to foods. So if you think that, you know, like, so so some people try and moderate drinking, but they can't because they just, every time they drink, they want to have five or six. Some people think that they can moderate eating sweets but every time that they have one piece of chocolate they want five and that becomes this restriction i'm sorry not restriction but this feedback loop in your brain that causes a restriction after a binge kind of mentality and that might be something that for a little while you might abstain if you have a hard time practicing discipline and willpower in those times It's not that I want you to think that you have to practice willpower when you're hungry, but if it's willpower about foods that you just feel like you can't stop eating, you might need to remove them from your diet for a short period of time. And and then try and add them back in later on after you've achieved your goals and you feel really good and being able to mindfully assess how do these foods make me feel? Do they trigger that same feeling or have I moved on? And I will be perfectly transparent with you guys. I dealt with this myself and for years I was eating paleo and Whole30 because I was so afraid of inflammation in my body and I was afraid to eat specific foods that I wouldn't eat them and then when I actually would start to eat them, I wouldn't be able to stop eating them and I would tell myself I'm not going to eat these foods again and I would create that same thing in my head one, I was underfed. So those foods became high in calories and gave my body nourishment. Uh, but two, I was just in this really bad place. And now that I've found a diet where I do eat primarily whole foods, but I do eat things that are also not necessarily just clean, you know, I can really, you know, feel good. And I don't like when I have a cookie now, I just, one is enough. I don't need five. Um, And I've told a lot of my clients episodes where I literally would sit down eat three dozen cookies and feel embarrassed and shameful of that. And that's no way to live at all. So that food, eating that food might've tasted really freaking good in the moment because I'll be honest, my cookies are amazing, but it did not leave me feeling good long-term. So abstainers need to take it out for a little while. And then by the way, slowly try and practice adding it back in moderators on the other hand, are those people that maybe they, they do eat all foods. They feel good, but they're just like not seeing the results and they might just be eating a little bit too much of them. And these are typically the people that can have like one or two pieces of dark chocolate a day after dinner. And they're like, as long as I get that, I'm okay. And you might be able to moderate things pretty well. And this, and both of these, there's no right or wrong here, but you have to figure out which one you are. Now, I'll be honest. I want you to take yourself out of your place of pain first, because a lot of people try and ask themselves this when they're in that place of pain. And the first gut instinct is I have to go back to the most restrictive dietary protocol possible. And it's not about calories here. It's about specific foods that trigger that. And it's going to be what I like to call those highly palatable foods, AKA fried foods, um, like sugary sweets, like cupcakes, cookies, chips, and salsa, those types of things. Like you have to ask yourself that. And it might not be the calories we have to change. You know, I'll be honest, you usually have to eat more, but it might be those foods that we're removing and filling those calories with different things that are going to not be so triggering. Number three on this is going to be recreating your habits. And that is going to be like, I'm sorry, this is number four. Um, So, you know, for a lot of people, you know, I always want to try and meet a person where they're at. It doesn't mean that I don't have an end goal for them. You know, going back to that 300 pound squat analogy, somebody that wants to squat 300 pounds, if they're only squatting 150, I'm not going to be putting 225 on the bar for reps. So it's knowing where you're at and knowing where I want to get you to. And that means that some people have to retrain some habits. And I know that with quality nutrition, which with dialing that in, those things are going to change if they focus on it. So what that, what that looks like is, you know, for some people it is, if you're only eating twice a day, cause you're too busy, it actually might be starting to eat more frequently and letting that be the goal is, Hey, like, let's just get you eating three or four times a day, spacing your calories out, by the way, that will probably stop some of your binge habits. Cause you're probably getting too hungry throughout the day, which is causing you to overeat at night. Um, you know, I get this all the time. I'm not a breakfast eater. That's okay. That's totally fine. By the way, as you go into a calorie deficit, you're probably going to start waking up hungry. So I know that that's going to change. And it's not saying that you have to eat breakfast, but I just know that these are the habits that are going to help create a better relationship with food. It's also creating a good workout routine, um, you know, a good good meal planning routine that doesn't feel like it's time consuming or taking away from your quality of life, but actually enhancing it. Um, I talk a lot about how structure creates freedom with my clients. And the reason is, is if a person is every single day trying to make decisions around food, they're always going to make the wrong decisions. Whereas if you have a plan and you no longer have a decision to make, now it's going to work because you're going to be able to stick to it. Now that does require you to actually be meal prepping things that you enjoy eating, but at least you're in a better place. you know. And it comes down to also knowing like, are you a meal planner and a prepper, or are you just a meal planner and you kind of prep as you go? You know, there's a bunch of different things that can be kind of individualized along the way to make that person more effective. And this is where the individualized coaching comes in. You know, I think people focus a lot on the individualized coaching being like macros and and all of those types of things. No, it's it really is, you know, obviously all that stuff is, there's no, you know, numbers that are good for everybody, but it really comes down to figuring out how to make this person Effective at applying those things. And so that's the habit recreation. By the way, mental aspect of this is that you have to be willing to let go of a lot of the things that you've been holding on to for so long. Those things that you value that, obviously, as you looked at, like maybe these are the problem. Maybe these foods are the things I have to remove. Maybe my social life is too focused around food. and maybe I have to change that. Maybe I need to be more disciplined when I'm eating out. You know, maybe I need to be more strict or structured throughout the week when I'm at work. I don't have to just go to the local restaurant. I can actually bring lunch to work with me, you know, recreating those habits and that brain, that, that feedback loop in your brain of like what actually matters, uh, which is, you know, going to help you be more successful long-term those habits don't change. And I'm going to say that again, whatever you do to those habits, you do that you're building now to lose weight will stay the same when you've lost the weight. That is how people sustain low body composition or like low body fat percentages and and liking how they look and feel. It's and it becomes that when you're in that sustain sustenance or sorry, maintenance place that what you're doing doesn't no longer it doesn't feel like work anymore. Obviously there's going to be some effort, but it doesn't feel so hard. You're not hungry anymore because when you're obviously when you're losing weight, you're going to be a little bit hungry. All that stuff has went away and now you can actually just enjoy everything that you've done. So we're recreating the habits. So kind of recapping because I know this episode is getting a little bit long, but I'm, I'm fired up today. It's been a while. Number one, we're setting goals. Number two, we're finding the problem. Number three, we're determining are we a moderator or an abstainer. Number four, we're recreating those habits. Number five, okay, this is the one that people like to avoid at all costs. Tracking. Food journaling, workout journaling, habit tracking, all of it. It matters because at those goal benchmarks, when you're reassessing, am I making progress towards my goal? And you're like, no, I'm stuck. How do we know what to change unless we've tracked? So if you guys want to make better progress, you've got to track if you're not losing weight and you're tracking your calories and you're also working out and we're seeing what you're eating and we're seeing all of these things, we're seeing how much you're working out. We now know how to troubleshoot your stall weight loss. If you're tracking your calories and you're working out and you're starving all the time and it's causing you to want to binge, we can look back at progress and say, Hey, maybe we're going a little too quickly. Let's go ahead and give you a little bit more food. And maybe that's going to keep you going a little bit longer. There are so many things that come down to tracking, but going back to that problem of people being too fucking busy to sit down for five minutes and be like, you know what? Like, I just have to track my food today. I just have to write down my workout today. I just have to see where I'm at. How do I feel? Five minutes. People will scroll through social media for hours. By the way, on their fucking toilet, <laughs> and not even think about what can I be doing. What could be what can I, what can I be making a better use of this time? If you're sitting on your freaking toilet, you're scrolling through social media. Why not scroll through your toilet or sit in your toilet and scroll through your fucking My Fitness Pal? Excuse my language. And obviously, I know that I don't really want you guys using your phone in your toilet, but I know people do. So, a <laughs> little bit of bathroom talk for you guys. But yeah, track like tracking things is so important. Um, All right. So we've got the tracking down. Now I've like literally got myself laughing right now on myself because I'm picturing people sitting on their phones on their toilet tracking their food in my fitness pal, but I'm having a conversation myself. So that's okay. That's also crazy. Right. Um, But yeah, track because that tracking is going to help you to be able to make adjustments along the way. This is kind of a two part to tracking as I wrote it down is evaluating your effort. And this goes into that progress assessments at your benchmark times is tracking is going to help you evaluate your effort and what we can change. Like I said, if that person who is doing really well, but they're like getting some binge tendencies and we look back, I'm like, you know what? Your weight loss is going really good. Let's bring calories up a little bit. See if that helps you feel a little bit more satisfied. And now you don't have this like inclination of like I'm craving these foods anymore. And that might help you. You have to evaluate your effort. How hard are you working? How hard is this on your life? You know, like if somebody's trying to go to the gym, you know, for three hours a day, and your husband's like, Where have you been? Like, and you're like, I've been at the gym for three hours. Like, is it causing other stressors outside of just your goal? You know, like maybe or outside of your body, like other things. So Tracking your effort, like motivation, is going to dwindle, like I said. But if you're pushing really, really hard, it's going to make it that much harder for you want to stick with it. So, really watching your effort along the way. And then the last piece here is kind of going to recap it all: goal setting, assessment, um, moderation or abstinence, recreating habits, tracking and evaluating effort. What do we do next? we repeat, that's it. So that is how you're going to set yourself up for success. And the reason I'm telling you guys this as a way to start your fat loss journey, because everything I just did is how you maintain it as well. Nothing that we teach is temporary. The only thing that is temporary is being in a calorie deficit and being as diligent, on tracking because I do think that at some point you shouldn't have to do that unless you want to. You can keep doing it and you're likely going to be the person that sustains it a lot better because the last piece on this is really understanding that tracking and all of these things that you do actually probably make you feel really freaking good. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I don't know anybody that can be like, when I track my food and I hit my calories and I'm eating good And I'm working out regularly that I feel like shit unless they're still living in a calorie deficit. What happens is mentally other things become more motivating and they lose track of how good they feel because it's so natural now. And then they want it back again when they feel like shit. So that's my episode today. I know it got a little bit longer. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I do have a couple of things coming up. Uh, one of them is I've decided that I would love to be offering here's my goal is I want to create a program for you guys out there that are listening that is going to be almost think of it like a certification. Think of it like a like a two day course or a, an eight hour course where you are gonna learn from start to finish. Everything you need to be successful, all of the things that people go do wrong on their journey towards losing body fat, we are going to troubleshoot everything and we want to give you guys a full experience of this. So it is coming up in the beginning of January, I believe it's the first or second week of January, but I'll be putting information out there on that tomorrow, so you guys will also get that as well. Um, but that's number 1 is we want you guys to have all the tools up front. If you're one of our current clients, you're going to be getting this at no charge because we think that it's going to help you guys be even more effective in the upcoming year. Uh and then number 2 is um Coach Dylan is going to be starting a men's only um fit body basics jacked group. This is for those guys out there that are looking to lose um lose body fat, build some muscle. It is going to be coaching and accountability to get you to those goals. Uh there's going to be a weekly call you don't have to be on the call. The call is recommended. And for those of you guys that are wanting to get the most out of it, you should be on the weekly call because uh, Dylan is going to bring you guys fire. A couple of other things coming up, but those are the two main things I want to I hit on today. Um, but if you guys have any other questions, anything else you guys want to know about, hopefully this episode was helpful and I look forward to talking to you guys all soon.